Welcome to the Positive Pants Podcast. Mindset, motivation, and inspiration to help you find your positive pants. It's time to let go of negative thinking, understand why you do what you do, and stop the self-sabotage with your host, Fran Excel. Welcome to the show. As always, it's Fran Excel, your resident subconscious success mentor, helping you find your very own pair of positive pants so you can get out of your own way and live a life that you love. If you want to stop self-sabotaging your own success and let go of the stress, then you are in the right place, my friend. Make sure you download your free Stressed to Success guided meditation at bit.ly forward slash stress to success as my little gift to you just for being here. Please do subscribe, share and review. It really, really helps people that need to hear this message find us and I so appreciate it. In the show notes, you'll also find details of how you can work with me and where you can get your mitts on my meditations, products, printables, programs. You can find it through the link in my bio on Instagram, which is my favorite place to hang out. So please do come join me over there at I'm Fran Excel. Tag me in your takeaways, slide into my DMs. I'm here for it. So that's the formalities over my love. So let's jump to the content. The festive season can be rife with triggers. This year, I'm having a lot of conversations with people who are feeling a little nervous going into said festivities. And I wanted to offer up my perspective in case it's helpful for a little reframe or to remind you of the tools that you have available to you. Too many people, the festive season is a time for joy, fun, family, frolics and great food. But for probably just as many people, it's a little less joyful and more anxiety-inducing for a number of potential reasons, particularly this year when so many people are still operating from fight, flight or freeze responses after the intense last few years we've all had. So I'm going to talk about some of the common triggers that might come up because awareness is going to be the biggest key to making sure you're not overtaken by these triggers. I'll also give you the key steps to managing them as well. Awareness is and always will be number one in everything that I talk about. But also think about this not just in the context for you, but to also help you step into someone else's shoes too and understand why certain things that might not be triggering for you could be for someone else and how to support them. Remember, as Carl Jung says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. The more aware you are, the less power they have. When they remain unconscious, you don't have any other choice but to run on autopilot and from your old, often unhelpful protection mechanisms. That might result in good old-fashioned self-fulfilling prophecies. <laughs> so we want you to use the most efficient area of your brain, your prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for decision-making, rational thought and choice. All the things you need when potential triggers are around, right? It's known as the CEO of your brain and it literally goes offline in stressful situations. So we want to know how to keep that online as much as possible, right? <laughs> so... Money is going to be a very common festive season season trigger. Finances in general are a big one for people, but especially this year. There is so much comparison, particularly on social media. There is so much shooting on ourselves about how our festive season should look. So much expectation. However, 
a lot of it is actually self-generated. You know, a lot of it is a big society thing. We do it to ourselves. We put the pressure on ourselves. And in tricky financial times, we need to think a little outside the box. So set boundaries with ourselves and others. And that might be instead of like the financial pressure being on on one person this year around food and the drink, it could be split amongst everyone. For example, one person brings a starter, one sorts the turkey, one sorts the pudding, one brings the drinks, everybody brings a bottle, or one brings the trimmings. You know, of course I can't speak to your individual situation, but I'm hoping that you get the idea that I'm trying to get across here. Spitballing ideas with you guys. People might be feeling awkward this year and we don't want to have to wait for them to say so. We can suggest ways that we can all be in it together, that we can reduce costs for everyone. We can even make it a fun thing and just really help take the pressure off ourselves and other people. And if you're really, really struggling this year, please do Google what is happening in your local area because there are lots of charities that will be putting together dinners and donated gifts. Um, Asda's doing something where kids can eat for a pound. There are the food banks. There are certain pubs and restaurants doing things. There is a lot of on this year, which massively restores faith in humanity. Yeah, so please do have a Google about what is going on for you locally. You know, you could make presents, do Secret Santa, get creative, but please take the pressure off yourself as much as you possibly can. And don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Family and relationships are next up here. Goodness, Gracious me, these can be a big trigger for so many. And often when things we thought we'd healed might sneak back in. (laughs) And this is when we're spending more time with people that we might normally love from a distance, you know. But being in the wrong relationship, not being in one, arguments, people not pulling their weight. Within the family trigger as well might also be loneliness or loss too for various reasons, you know. If that's you, I'm sending you so, so, so much love. Please, again, have a Google for things that are going on in your local area. Even if there's people to meet up with online, just please don't suffer in silence is my biggest message here. But along with relationships and family and all of this fun stuff, toxic positivity can come into play here. And having to answer, I mean, toxic toxic positivity in the whole festive season, like this whole idea that you're not allowed to be down because it's the festive season, it, you know, it's bananas and we really do need to recognise it. And having to answer questions about where you are in life also can play a really big part here. So plan out in advance how you want to handle it. Brainstorm some killer comebacks. Yeah, if people ask you questions you don't want to answer, turn it back around and ask them something about them. Oh, don't worry about me. I'd love to know what's going on with X, Y, and Z. Yeah, people love talking about themselves almost as much as they love judging other people. Just don't give away the fodder. Food and booze can be a trigger for those managing addictions and eating disorders. And again, if that's you, I'm sending you so much love. Booze can be a trigger for people in various ways. It could be simply being around it. It could be worrying about how you'll behave or what you'll say after a drink, or how someone else will behave with you after they've had a drink or what someone else will say. Or it could be the anxiety that ensues from our own <laughs> booze consumption that plagues the day after for yourself. You know, obligation is huge during the festive season feeling like you have to 
say yes to things you don't want to, going places that you don't really want to be, feeling like you should be out all the time and creating elaborate stories of what it means if you're not. And you're not posting about the festive fun that you're having. And I promise when I'm going through these triggers, I am giving you <laughs> I am giving you the tips and the antidotes. Okay, so if you want to stay in your pajamas until January, that is your prerogative, my friend. If your nervous system doesn't want sensory overload on nights out and you want to chill at home, you do you. Nobody, I repeat, nobody is going to remember that you chose to be in your gym jams instead of going to a party. There are plenty, plenty more potential triggers out there and it's so individual, but I just wanted to highlight some of the most common. And there is one more that I'd like to briefly mention before I go on to some of the ways to handle these things, and that is board games. If you know it's going to descend into rage and destruction, walk away from Articulate or hide it in advance. Walk away from Monopoly. Yeah. So what are some of the additional reframes and things that you can do to make sure that you're feeling as balanced as you possibly can be? Remember, first up, we have the awareness piece. So grab your journal. Like, What tends to trigger you during the, fin- during the festive season? Yeah. The more you're aware of it, the more control you have over it than it has over you. Awareness of your own triggers and being sensitive to what could be going on for others, right? So what tends to trigger you during the festive season? Think back to festive seasons past and what is it that normally gets your goat or what is it that upsets you or what is it that descends into a row? Like think about what it is that you would love to avoid and what potentially triggers that for you, yeah? Next, decide in advance what could make it easier for you, yeah? It's all in the preparation. And again, that's nuanced to everyone's situation, and I can't give you the answer to that. But for me, as an example, when I've been adamant that I don't want to drink, I've brought my own. Or I've gone to the bar myself, and I've bought myself tonic water or a soda water and ask them to put it in a glass that looks like I'm drinking. (laughs) I would often also drive, meaning I couldn't drink and the peer pressure was taken off. Like think about situations that are going to trigger you and really, really figure out like what could you do? Yeah. I actually love a lot of the non-alcoholic options that are out there on the market now. My favorites, my absolute favorites are from Three Spirit and ED, I don't actually know how to say it. it's ED, EDI, Eddie, ED, and it's like a CBD cocktail style drink. But I love those. So that's something that I will be taking to certain festive parties when I don't want to have the anxiety, right? And when times have been really, really tough, I've shopped in charity shops and found really, really thoughtful gifts. And I used to have a budget of one to three pounds per person. And I'm not kidding when I say every time I did this, I won Christmas. Poundland was my friend back in 2014 when we'd lost everything and there were eight nieces and nephews to buy for. Yeah, it's incredibly helpful. And again, when it comes to gifts, please don't put the pressure on yourself to get anything at all, you know, and also look to charities because there are charities out there that are helping to donate gifts and things like that. Remember what is a societal pressure and what is a pressure that we're putting on ourselves. Yeah. So it's incredibly helpful when talking about handling triggers to recognize what a trigger is. 
And it's essentially an alert system to a previous threat alerting you that something similar might be happening or about to happen in the present. It's not necessarily true, but it is trying to protect you from it. And it's worth saying that we're not actually talking about triggers in the truest psychological context here, as that is a much bigger subject. It's a trauma response associated with PTSD or CPTSD, which is often a sight, a sound or a smell that or a tone of voice that triggers the fight, flight, freeze response that can cause flashbacks and physiological effects. But the word trigger has kind of become the word most people understand and associate with our emotional reactions within ourselves to something in the present moment that has reminded us consciously or unconsciously of something that has happened in our past and is making us feel intense discomfort, right? It's a nervous system response. Meaning we can intentionally send our nervous system signals of safety by activating the parasympathetic nervous system through something as simple as a longer exhale. Yeah, this will also bring, you can use box breathing, you can use the 478 technique, you can use heart math, but this will bring your prefrontal cortex back online, allowing you the distance between stimulus and response. And that could be Auntie Mabel asking why you've not got a boyfriend. Yeah, it can be anything that gives you back the power to respond versus react. When we do this, you have choice back. You can rationalize and make a different choice if that's what would serve you better in the moment. So how do you think you could prepare to be around your potential triggers? Remember, this goes back to the awareness piece. So you've got the awareness and you've got the preparation. Can you create yourself a bit of a game plan? Grab your journal and write down all the potential triggers you are aware of and ask yourself when you're going back over these festive seasons past, like what else could I, how could I have avoided a potential blow up or how could I have avoided um, upset or hurt for me or somebody else? You know, write down how you could deal with it in advance or in the moment and look at it from the position of the casual observer, the fly on the wall that has no emotional attachment to it, just brainstorming ideas. What might you recommend to a friend asking for advice on how to handle the same thing? I wish I could go in and give all of you different scenarios to to counteract the nuance that is in so much of this stuff that I'm talking about because there's so much here. But please do think about this. Like, do you have to be around the potential trigger at all? Are there any ways that you might not have to be and still keep the peace? Like, where can you kindly but clearly set boundaries? Where could you take a break or get outside for a walk in nature? How can you notice when you're starting to feel that familiar sensation of anxiety bubbling up or hurt or upset or whatever it might be for you? How can you plan these things in? So when it comes to triggering and stressful times, it comes down to making sure you're doing more of what works. So what normally supports you day to day that might fall to the wayside in the festive season? Is it exercise, journaling, meditation, being out in nature? It's really easy to see the festive season as like time off for certain things, especially positive habits. I see it all the time. But I would argue that it's a time to double down and make sure that you're supporting yourself in the best possible way. Because really, it comes down to eight core things. And if you've got your journal, write these down, type it out in your phone, whatever it is. It's awareness biggest piece of the puzzle, self-care, making sure you yourself are physiologically 
and mentally in the best possible place that you can be. Boundaries with yourself and others. Yeah, Communicating your thoughts and feelings. Reframing. Asking yourself, like, is there another way to look at this? What could a potential other way to look at this be? What could a more positive way to look at this be? Yeah, Preparation. Big one. Asking for and allowing support and emotional regulation. So those are your eight. Awareness, self-care, boundaries, communication, reframing, preparation, support and regulation. The more you can regulate your nervous system, the better. So grounding, breath work, orienting, using your senses. Like what can you see, hear, smell, feel, taste? Allowing it to ground you back in the present moment. Heart math, one of my favorites. Go in for a count of five, out for a count of five. A little slower and deeper than you normally would, focusing in your heart area. Meditation, using a device like Sensate. Yeah, All the information around Sensate is in the link on my Instagram. But if you also go back to the episode with Stefan Schmelek, um, he is the creator of the Sensate. It's going to blow your mind over how a device like that can be so simple and so amazing. And if you're a member of the Positive Pants Toolkit, make sure you have the app. Make sure you dive in there. Yeah, We have a lot of tools and resources at our disposal. We just have to remember to use them. And practice kindness with ourselves. Kindness and empathy for us and others. So if you got value from this and you know in your gut that now is the time to step up and start rewiring your thinking and start changing things for yourself, then join the Positive Pants Toolkit app and community so you can work out what needs to happen to get you from where you're at right now to the action-taking success you know you can be. And if you want my eyes and ears on your problems, then I work with people one-on-one and through my programs. You can find all the details to join the toolkit or book in a call in the show notes, the link in my bio and Instagram, and on my website, franexcel.com. So stop waiting for if and when and choose to change things now because you can. I'm here to believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. Bye.